0: Welcome to another episode of the Grunge Bible Podcast. My name is Ethan Shalloway, and I'm joined by my lovely, energetic co-host, Chris Salona. Chris, you're looking great today. It's episode 31. Um, We're over the... I mean, we had our 30th episode last week. Obviously, 31 is next, and it's a beautiful... uh, We're recording this on a Tuesday, so...
1: How are we feeling? we where? What do you? What are your takes on Tuesday? You, you like Tuesdays, right? Yeah, I, I, I don't mind Tuesday. Uh, today, today was, today was pretty busy. You know, coming off of the holiday, uh, I haven't worked, um, you know, in a couple of days since I, I had a couple of days off tail end of last week. So today's, you know, right, <laughs> into the flood again, if if it's ever existed for me, you know. So I had a lot of things going on. It was a real busy day. But, you know, it's kind of like one of those things, you know, we're recording this later in the evening, which is unlike what we normally do. But, you know, that feeling at the end of the day where, you know, you've worked hard and, you know, you've accomplished a mm-hmm. good amount of stuff and like you're tired. Yeah. But it's like the good kind of tired. That's that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, yeah. No, feeling feeling. All right. What about you? I I, I totally
0: know that feeling. And yeah. um, <clears throat> I just got back into routine um, these mm-hmm. past two weeks um, as far as working and then i'm um, doing a normal regular scheduled training and coming home at night and you know after a day of work and then and then training um for athletics your body is usually shot and yeah. there's nothing better than that hot shower at the end of the night to really cap off a long day
1: mm. nice then, cold water you know, or something
0: yeah oh yeah you go cold water huh so, so, you
1: sometimes co- you know not get a nice shock, but like you come home like you I clean like off the and you morning. have a nice tall glass of water or something. Oh something did, like oh that. I think you meant cold yeah. shower. No, I mean I have I've been occasionally I'll do a cold shower, but not I'm a typically. cold shower in the morning. Yeah, that kind of gets or you gets like you
0: rolling. Yeah, or after a really like uh hot day outside, but totally. Yeah. Usually at night, a nightcap and then maybe a cup of tea, if uh, okay. if I remember. Oh yeah. yeah, big big tea guy. So yeah. <clears throat> anyway, tonight's one of those nights where I'm actually we just talked about it, but I'm enjoying a cup of soup. Oh, yeah. And I have to bring this up because I was stunned. But PSA, Chris, is not claiming soup. He Fuck is soup. totally Yeah, he 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 came like on soup. and said he's like, I'm not a soup guy. He said it doesn't do it for me. Because I was like, dude, it's soup season and he had it's not he, soup he season. He,
1: it is. It is chili season and it is stew season, and there is a big difference. You okay? All right. I like where this is going. There's yeah, soup, like chili there's, and stew. Yeah. There's there's totally because because chili chili and stew have have some volume to them. You know, you got some there's some meat some on the mass, bone there. So some to speak. Dense. Yeah. There's some there's some girth involved. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't know soup. I don't. If you want to drink something, just pour a cup of whatever and drink it. You know. I don't. I don't <laughs> know. I, I it just feels empty to me. I could. I could ride with soup if it's an accompanying portion of a greater meal. Um, hmm. like so, you know, if you're if you're out and they, they give you a soup to begin with, I, I can I can get down with that a little bit, but as as the main you know, as the main to do, it's it's not cutting it for me. That it just it's har- doesn't it's do hard. It for me. So maybe maybe I've just not ever had good soup. So um I guess if anybody yeah. has soup recipes, <laughs> send them. Get in. A go- I have some some New England clam chowder. I mean, well, that's different. You, it's chowder. Chowder, in my opinion, is it's it's like it's like chili. It's the, it's a different entity.
0: Chowder soup bisque, they're all a little different. They're
1: all they're all different.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan of all of them. Anything that's anything that's,
1: I mean, I like I like hot drinks. So I like yeah. hot food. And, I'm also but, I'm also not a picky eater either. And and my opinion is that if you're a picky eater, you just need to get over yourself. Uh, unless you have oh, some yeah. sort of dietary restriction or or health, uh, you right. know health issues, uh, you just got to get over it. Um, I will eat mm-hmm. damn near anything, and I believe you're the so same way. One
0: hundred percent. If it's healthy, I'm gonna I'm gonna force it down. If it tastes good, even if it's simpler. not healthy. Well, let me let's let's let me reel it back in. What's the most grungiest soup, or what realm? What realm is grunge? Well, it's probably got to be like stew.
1: like an expired can of Progresso or something <laughs> that you've had in your basement for since like 2007. Not, not Campbell's, not Chunky. <laughs> uh, well, see, that's the thing. Like, I'm partial to Campbell's, but isn't well, is Progresso higher class than Campbell's?
0: I think so. Ah, yeah. uh, I, I feel like Progresso might be highbrow. I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's definitely I not think one of those stew. like artisanal
1: you know stew, i feel yeah, like stew could be
0: yeah i feel like i feel like you're in the basement practicing with the band and you know the
1: the, the drummer's mom like a the, wooden the, the, bowl or something the
0: good the guitarist mom's i made some stew come on <laughs> and you can get in the yeah, band can, the band comes up and eats that. some stew so all right that's pretty good so, Never, nevertheless now that now that we've now that we've had our daily check our weekly check-in and our banter for you guys um Let's go ahead and do our weekly thank yous to the Patreon members. Yeah, and then we'll get into the meat and potatoes.
1: Yeah, preferably in of we'll form. In the meat not t- in soup form. <laughs> yeah. we're gonna we're gonna serve you up a nice grunge <laughs> stew tonight. Uh, on the I was Grug gonna Bible say, dude. I, just can't,
0: I can't. I can't, I must be hungry because I can't stop bringing in uh, food know, into dude. the conversation.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just permeating all, all facets of our conversation. But nevertheless, let's thank some people right now, Ethan. So as usual, this podcast is brought to you by our top level Patreon supporters and their names are Jamie Lynn, Laura and Irene, Marianne, Kayla Jean, Release, Sue, Alexis Shannon, Jade Mercado, Sunny Mashburn. Victor Schaefer and Shannon Gorgone. So thank you to all of you as always for supporting this podcast. And additionally, um, as we've been talking about the past couple of weeks, the merch train rolls on. And actually just today, um, I heard from four happy customers who either have just put in orders or have just received merch. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to read their names on the air right now. So I, hey, I think they listen to say the podcast. their name. If they don't, that's the thing. I mean, you support us, we will say your name. So, uh, today I was His able name to hear was from Robert Paulson. <laughs> I was able to hear from Robert Paulson. Yes. Uh, that would be, that would be something,
0: <clears throat> but, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. So Little fight we, club we ha- reference.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. but we're discussing it, which is, uh, erroneous. So. I guess that disqualifies us from ever being a part of it. But nevertheless, uh, I was able to hear from four people today that either just placed orders or just received their merch. Um, Joanne Wilson uh, hit us up and uh, said that uh, they have two sweatshirts and they're thinking about getting a hat. Um, Annette O'Connor also is uh, thinking about getting a hat and also has a T-shirt right now. Um, And then uh, our good friend Garrett Wolf just sent sent a picture in of... uh, of, of the Grunge Bible crew neck sweatshirt, which made his way to his residence today. Uh, so really pumped for that as the weather cools off. And then uh, uh, Alexis Sharadopoulos also ordered a Grunge Bible crew neck sweatshirt. So uh, the orders are coming in. The selfies the are coming in. The crew necks are hot. The crew necks are hot, man. You know, the They're temperature's getting cakes, cold dude. and the crew necks are getting hotter. I so love it, We dude. love that. So thanks to everybody that's ordered. And if you haven't, I mean, you have to follow the way of Alexis, Garrett, Annette, and Joanne. I mean, that's a pretty cool club to be a part of, and I think you should join up. Hey, Amen. Love to hear that. Love getting
0: those notifications. Um, thank you, everybody, and uh, we're gonna keep we'll keep putting it up there because yeah, might as well. All right, People Chris. So, well. what has happened? over the last few days. We had a little renaissance, I we think, did. on the page. Which which is really um, quite nice. And we have this thing, me and Chris, it goes back for a while where, you know, you get into something and you go, what will grunge give us next? And we really don't think that anything else could pop up. And then all of a sudden, you know, we... It was like literally the first time. It's like all of a sudden we discover Temple of the Dog or all of a sudden we mm. discover, you know, Mad Season. Before we knew about that because obviously you have to discover them at some point so those same ideas it's like what's going to happen next and then I think um just just yesterday just yesterday had one of those moments where a a video popped up on YouTube of Soundgarden that I had never seen before and at first I was like um you know I I mean I checked I checked the date and it said three months ago I was like okay maybe this one actually hasn't been on YouTube and then I sent it to Chris and and you also said that it wasn't there and uh We were pleasantly surprised because we found some footage that we had never seen before and it got us fired up a little bit.
1: It it really did, you know. And and you made a good good. point, kind of talking about the, the Renaissance thing. Because I mean at this point we have been running Grunge Bible uh, for five and a half years. And at the time of this recording, uh, we have fired off 5,916 posts into the universe. <laughs> so that is, that's a lot. Um, that That's a lot of posts. There's a lot of videos, a lot of pictures, a lot of knowledge gained, obviously. So, you know, these, these kind of uh, renaissances uh, occur, you know, they're fewer and far in between now. Uh, but yeah, um, you had you had posted this video, so it was uh, it was a Soundgarden performance from December of nineteen ninety one um, from from MTV from the program Hanging with MTV, mm-hmm. and they were in the famous. Uh, New York studio in New York City where uh uh 120 minutes came to be filmed in the subsequent years you know that nice like warehouse with like the big warehouse, industrial yeah. fans with like the the warehouse glass up at the top so I, I saw that I was like oh shit like I never knew Soundgarden played in that I guess venue or you know in the studi- in that studio yeah, before space, and, yeah yeah and in this video um you, know, you that you discovered and you shared it with me they play outshine and they play slaves and bulldozers uh back to back obviously and it's uh this video it's it's just 16 minutes of, of pure awesome and it just found its way onto youtube 3 months ago and uh i guess in june of 2021 so it is kind of nice you know because as we as i just said We've been doing this for a long time, and our our interest and the inspiration that we derive from this music that we're around incessantly, it ebbs and flows, right? And, and, you know, we have times where we don't listen to much. And at this point, you know, certainly with, like, the Big Four or any of the other mainstream acts that came from the grunge sphere, we're fairly knowledgeable, obviously, because we've been around it for so often. But it is funny. Just what happened yesterday, you know, we know... Soundgarden. We know Slaves and Bulldozers. We we know these songs and these musicians and these bands, like the back of our hands at this point. And it's weird, it just pops up randomly and you're just re-inspired by it. And it's like you're hearing it for the first time.
0: <clears throat> yeah, like <clears throat> I think I texted you and I listened to like the first 30 seconds. I just I, w- I actually wanted to listen to Slaves and Bulldozers. Um, and Outshined was first, and just the first 30 seconds were just it was so heavy and they were all kind of just getting into it and i like i was captivated right away and um it was just such and it was it was a combination like i said with uh, exactly what you said the warehouse the filming the way the filming was great it was like low cameras on ben shepherd at his base like it was like and it was just it just fit perfectly and then the audio was even a little fuzzy and i was like oh my gosh i was like this is so like pulled this is right perfect. out of the
1: VHS tape, you know, yes, from back here. Hundred percent.
0: Hundred percent. The audio was cutting in and out a little bit and it just kinda of was it was well, great. And and another th-
1: cool thing about that performance was, you know, with all with I think with all of the one hundred and twenty minutes performances, there wasn't a large live studio audience for example but on this one from the hanging with mtv set that they did you know there was a live studio audience like kind of right nestled up against them and and yeah. i don't know that i'd ever really seen Soundgarden there because obviously a lot of times they're on a stage but this one it's just it's just like a small like you know two inch platform that the band's on and like everybody else, you're pretty much at eye level with these guys, you know, you're right in front of Ben and Kim and, you know, obviously Chris, and then you got Matt up there as well. And it was just a unique environment to kind of see them in, but it is, it is funny, you know, how things, I mean, shit, those, this, you know, it's 30 years ago in a cut in like a yeah. month or two. And, you know, I'm sure we shared it with people that may not have seen it before themselves. And it's strange, you know, something so old can, be presented in a way that it feels so new. Um
0: yeah, know, even in strange. age And when I posted I was I was really hoping for a similar response. I was hoping for people to be like I've never seen this before. Yeah. You know, that's the kind of gems you want and, yeah. and maybe we need to I need we need to put it on the story so people can see it. And it. It didn't it surprisingly didn't I don't think pull as many likes as I kind of thought. Yeah. Which doesn't you know, the numbers don't mean anything, but they I mean actually everything. like want but yeah, yeah. But I actually wanted people to see this video, which is not always the case. But it did it did open up a conversation for us that we were one enamored by Soundgarden again, and I think right now we both can say that they're they're our number one grunge band uh, at the moment. And yeah, that's why our doubt. name our name is currently Soundgarden Bible. We decided to uh, explicitly post Soundgarden for as long as we want. Yep. I don't know I don't know exactly when the name's going to change back but I love being able to do stuff like that it's hilarious so we're Soundgarden Bible um, but yeah what what like has this happened to you a lot where you listen to a band and it doesn't need to be grunge for like so like so heavily and then you just kind of step away and then you come back and you have that rediscovery yeah and I would say you know compare it to like discovery moment versus like the rediscovery Right? like yeah, the first time you listen to a band versus then like coming back and being like, Oh, I remember mm-hmm. when I found these guys and I'm, yep, this is exactly why. Yeah. Okay. And you're like, all of a sudden you're just like
1: back into it. Like, yeah, well it's great. And that's actually a really good question. I'm having fun just kind of thinking about it in my head right now. Um, but you know, with, with a band that has as much nuance as someone like Soundgarden, for example, you know, the first time you listen to them, you know, especially with us having discovered them you know after all of their biggest releases you know you get thrown into the deep end of this band in their catalog and it's it's almost like sensory overload and you just kind of you can only pick out so many things at that time when you're discovering it so then when you come back around it's like there's just different elements and maybe different yeah. things so like for me and I'm sure for a lot of people that discovered Soundgarden, when you first hear them, the first thing you hear and the only thing you're able to process is Chris and his voice yep. and, yes. and what that's like. And then when you go back later, you know, it might be it might be Ben's bass line. And for me lately, it's been Kim on the guitar and just kind of listening to his phrasing and just how he would play up and down the neck and. And he had this way and he still does of just like these little bursts these little bursts of licks and then just radio silence for a couple bars and then right at it again and i don't know it's like you can kind of pick out different things that make it feel new because you're kind of hearing them with intent for the first time and you know maybe some other bands that that's happened to me with um you know when i was quite a bit younger you know probably when i was still like maybe 11 or 12 and definitely as i got into my teens like like most like most like most men, uh, I I went through the Led Zeppelin phase obviously, and it was probably the same thing where it's like you hear Stairway to Heaven, you're like holy shit, this is fucking awesome, and then you know then that doesn't do it for you anymore, so you go deeper, and then you might hear like In My Time of Dying or um, you know Ten uh, Years Gone or something like that, and it just kind of you know yeah it just <clears throat> kind of goes. It goes from there. Um and it's it's really, you know, it's really interesting, you know, just kinda how that happens. But uh, what bands uh for you have you uh had those experiences with? And then we can get back to the SoundGarden talk.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> um I actually Led Zeppelin's a, that's a good example because they're pretty um they're pretty dense and they're pretty they that's something yeah. that you probably can kind of pick, you know, come back to and get. I actually and there just was so much day, production
1: around Led Zeppelin too, obviously. Yeah. Yeah,
0: the I think I think some of the a lot of the classic rock bands now that we talk because their discographies are usually big, so mm. um, and we kinda of touched on that a little bit last week is kind of like, you know, when you have those, you know, Bob Dylans that have just <laughs> an you absurd have amount 76
1: of seventy six studio albums. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you've been touring you've been touring for nineteen years consecutively.
0: Yeah. Or or you have those bands that all of a sudden you find out that like, oh wait, the Pixies like the lead singer has like three solo acts yep. with like you know, three times as many albums as the Pixies. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um <clears throat> just the other day I actually turned on the radio and I heard um I believe it was Winter Winds by Mumford and Sons. It was one of the Mumford songs off yeah. of um their first two albums and I was kinda thrown back in. So and it, it made me think like, um, just how good Mumford & Sons were when they came out. I really think I really, I'll really i stand by that. I'll die on that hill that when they came out in like 13 or 12, when that, yeah, uh, right that around first then. album, yeah, that, that album was so different and it was pretty groundbreaking and it just had such a strong, it was such a good album like all the way through. And um, yeah, I was just like, I was kind of thrown back. I was like, these guys are, these guys were so good and i was like that album i remember listening to it like all the way through um quite a bit had it in my car and it was i just hadn't i hadn't thought about mumford and sons in a while of. you know know, what i mean it's like you just hadn't thought about them and that's why i like the local that's why i like the local radio (laughs) but yeah Yeah, i I think (laughs) yeah you never know and so that's why you throw it on there and um i was pleasantly surprised and so a little shout out to mumford you guys uh they came on so strong
1: with. This is uh, this is um, the second time we've uh, we've spoken of Mumford and Sons on the Grunge Bible podcast. Was That's, it? Uh, have I, I think have so. we done that I, before? I feel like I, they definitely came up a couple of weeks ago. So yeah. uh, you know they're back yeah. again. But it's interesting, you know, and something that I just said earlier about like about Led Zeppelin, for example, with it's so produced and it's so nuanced in that way. But you know, there's a lot of music, and even Soundgarden, for example a lot of their, you know, their studio recordings weren't so overproduced. And, you know, they were they were still kind of raw. And, um, you know, speaking of Slaves and Bulldozers, uh, which for me right now is probably my favorite, you know, just because yeah. I mean, especially when they play it live and they go on, you know, it's like this 12 minute jam. And, you know, they'll sample some other stuff. But, um, you know, when Kim Thiel was asked about Slaves and Bulldozers, you know, he was speaking about it. And he actually said it was uh You know, one of the one of his favorite solos that he had done. And uh, there's a good quote just kind of about the story. Um, And so Kim goes ahead and he says, you know, when our A&R guy came in, we played it to him and he was like, this is finished. He's like, "Huh, come on, guys. Like and Kim was just like, you don't get it, do you? Like, that's it. It's finished. And Kim went on to say, you know, that solo in there for him, it just feels so great. It just seems free, real kinetic. It gives the song this great jarring feeling. You know, Slaves and Bulldozers live is when I feel really free. I just approach the fretboard with a what do I do now attitude. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it doesn't work, but that's what music is like. And, you know, that's, that's just like hearing him say that and yeah. just like, to the back to the background music of hearing that song in your head simultaneously, it makes perfect sense, you know, and just yeah. what I was saying earlier, these like short little bursts that he gives when he plays live. And, you know, just that, that nuance doesn't have to come from, you know, overlaying 16 guitar tracks and five vocals and, you know, uh, they can just yeah. come through the, just like the precision and just a different approach every night. Yeah, that's how I feel kind of going to my Spotify. I feel like I'm going to the fretboard, yeah. and sometimes
0: it could be really good, sometimes it could be shit.
1: That's <laughs> how I feel recording and this podcast. Like, <laughs> sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. <laughs> sometimes good, sometimes bad. It strikes and gutters, man. <laughs> but,
0: but like yeah, sometimes you just, like, pleasantly pleasantly surprised it's like it's like have you ever have you ever hidden like $5 in your car or something like that <laughs> totally, like uh yeah. and then, and then you Absolutely. come back and you're like ah oh, like
1: yeah and and, and it goes missing just up. long enough for you to forget about it and then yeah, it comes back exactly. to you. and and that, and that's what's really cool and i think that's another thing that you know speaks it's 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 a testament to the music and you know certainly the genre of grunge because i do think there's a lot of that because i mean here we are in 2021 and the most popular releases from most of these bands are you know 28 29 30 years old and sometimes even older and you know there's definitely a reason for that and and i think it's because you know well another question i guess i have you know now that i'm just like in the middle of that thought is do you think do you think you're able to pick out things and appreciate things differently because there's so much to those songs or do you think you just hear them differently as you get older
0: say say it one more time do so i like, do for, i appreciate for example, it because um,
1: you know slaves and bulldozers for example it was a, yeah. it was an amazing song when we probably first listened with intent you know 5 or 6 years ago whereas now we're get yeah. you just you go back to it and you're like holy shit like i never knew this song sounded this good do you think you know and it's probably a combination but do you attribute it more to That song was just so nuanced, or just it means different things to you as you get older. And, you know, with your experience as a listener and as a fan of music, you're able to unlock those nuances more. Yeah. I think, I think the second, the second one that the more you listen to it and
0: the more you get, like you said, the more that you kind of get used to what Kim does on the guitar and kind of see his kind of patterns and what he likes to do, Mm. or, or like you hear certain. Like you know, bass lines, and you can kind of draw connections. I think then those songs that really stand out, you kind of appreciate them a little bit more because you're like, oh, this is maybe it's just like a lot different than the rest of it. So, or then the albums are no like with with Stone Temple Pilots, like the you see the difference between their albums, and like all of a sudden you're you know that's that's really exciting, and you're like appreciating it for the contrast, not just by itself right yeah. cuz like if you listen to uh core by itself um and you didn't know any of the other albums you'd think that they were you know strictly a rock and roll but then you go and listen to yeah, um, if you, Adla- if you put Atlanta tiny
1: music on or something yeah. or the purple
0: yeah so i i think i think that the knowledge helps you mm-hmm. um helps you appreciate it more but the wow factor of the if the first time is is you know hard to i mean hard to replicate
1: really yeah i think it really nothing better is, than finding nothing find,
0: nothing better than finding a new yeah awesome song well and that's I why we're always searching that a lot.
1: for new music you know because yeah. you're trying to you're trying to chase that you know and like it's it's never honestly, as good as that first time
0: yeah and honestly sometimes like i'll be thinking about it and i'm like like, what is going to come out next? Like, is yeah. there really going to be, like, what's the next alternative rock? Or what's the next, like, mm-hmm. pop? Like, how are people going to change the music? They've been doing music for hundreds of years. Like, how is there more sounds? I'm always, like, be- blown away when people, yeah, uh, you know, create new sounds, basically. You know, so I'm always yeah. like, what, like, what's kind of like, what's the next t- best, like, what what are people going to, like, cling to and... And why yeah
1: like what's going to be popular you know and, and and i think a lot of it can be cyclical but also you know within certain and will genres, grunge make like, it back to the <laughs> who's top who's going to carry the torch you know and it's it's funny <laughs> that you mentioned that too um because as as strange as this sounds like i remember i guess you know the first time i heard greta van fleet you know back in 2017 like i was mm. pretty pumped because i'm like oh wow like these are kids that are they're they're my age and they're and they're doing this, you know, and it's just nice to see, you know, people, you know, from a similar time and place, I guess, you know, have the same, you know, um, interests and uh, you know, influences for example, but you know, I think I mean the the size of the page that we have alone is if if that's any indication. I I I'll probably imagine that, you know, the influence of this genre is not going to shy away at any, anytime soon, but, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think it'll ever come back to dominating the top 40. I just don't think, you know, I think pop music is what it is now. Um, and it right. will be for some time. I, I don't necessarily think that the guitar driven rock and roll is going to come back to your top 40 radio station, but uh, who knows? Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, the music pundits and the forecasters have been wrong before. Um Mm-hmm. You know, but it, it is interesting to think about. But yeah, it's, it, it's so funny because, you know, we were talking before this episode about the general concept of just, you know, old music sounding new and, you know, hearing it in a different light and things making itself, making themselves fresh to you. But it's weird how many different... Elements are involved in that equation. You know, it's like your progression as a music fan, your experiences, how your likes and dislikes mold, even just like knowing how bands work and how, you know, the bassist, you know, works in tune with the drummer and, you know, how the lead guitarist chooses to fit in and how the vocals, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just like, I don't know, the more experience you have listening, I do think you're able to, you know, enjoy more. And, and you can definitely, mm-hmm. certainly get into some, you know, more, some denser music or some music Ooh. that might take a little bit more of a palette.
0: I have a, uh, the flip side of this, flip yes. side of this. So, and I was just,
1: have you, have you watched Squid Game yet? <laughs> I have not. So honestly, I don't even know, I don't even know what it is, aside that's from fine. the fact that it's a thing. That's, that's fine. Okay. So
0: all, all you need to know, it's, it's, yeah. you know, described as a dystopian society. Okay, It's a little bit more, like, a, it's a game. Yeah. And, um, but it was written eight to 10 years ago by the guy who I'm obviously aware. wrote it, but yes. And it was, it, he was denied and he was like, you know, he had the whole story where he was, he had no money and he was writing this and he was trying to get it signed and he didn't. And, but he kept at it. And now 10 years later, he has going to be the number one, wow. you know, number one Netflix show. Number one. It's just massive. That's unbelievable. So the two things, one, I mean, perseverance always prevails, but two, if if it would have came out 10 years ago, how would it have been received and would it have been as big because you think 10 years ago that's like, you know, 2011 and there's Netflix is budding, Instagram is budding, like this stuff is small that you can't send send stuff certain ways so the world
1: is different. Back
0: to move then. it right, to move it into music terms like Think about the bands that are he- are ahead of their time, and people just can't handle it, right? Yeah, like and there's yeah, a lot I of bands that's
1: actually a really good point.
0: Yeah, and there's a lot of bands that I listen to, and I'm like, these guys are so good, or like it's kind of like in the vein, and or like or when you look back, like what what bands did it make it simply be because the music, like ge- um geography, like wasn't ready for it, and then it was, but the problem was like their their window as a band you know as they say like you know the band members started having kids you know like yeah they couldn't keep doing it so um can you think of any you know i'm just throwing it at you can you think of any examples of bands that maybe were like a little bit too early and then it it didn't pan out or something like that i don't know it's kind of cool the other way around like
1: that's interesting And, and another element of that could be as well you know if a band came at the perfect time but it was too perfect of a time and like the market for that type of music was so unbelievably saturated um and like yeah. there's two 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 musicians that i think of in the you know late 60s early 70s uh Buddy Miles and Dave Mason who you know each each have music and records that i'm really really a fan of but neither of them you know particularly broke through to the mainstream i mean buddy miles was the drummer for for jimmy hendrix so obviously you know that's that's big <laughs> and dave was a, a prodigious you know session musician and you know in his own right but it is it is interesting it's like a you know double-sided thing it's like they come out of time that they're just and i think there's a lot of grunge bands like that you know i was listening to love battery uh a couple of days ago and you know you kind of think about i was thinking about that like well like this is some good stuff but it's just like you know when you're competing with these you know gods and goddesses of the industry it's like you, you're how do you get that market share so it's like that's just as much of a problem whereas now if like you know if alice in chains was you know emerging somewhere attempting to emerge you know I don't know if we, people would get it or identify with it. You know, same thing if you put if you put Billie Eilish back in the in the '80s or something. You know, people are gonna be like, "What yeah. the fuck is this?" Yeah, you know, it's strange. Exactly. Do you, and, can can and, but, you think and, of anybody that like pops right out uh, for you? It's I, I hard because like, like if we I could think like of them, they wouldn't yeah. be obscure. You know, well, well I'm, I'm,
0: I, I feel like so you got to think like two things: like what artist was like ten years into the career before they broke, basically. Yeah. And it's hard because, and then Billie Eilish, these young people are so different. Where they're coming out, and they're just like blazing at 18 yeah. years old. It's like the perfect time, perfect everything. Hundred um, percent. And yeah, I'm having. i I feel like I feel like there's some good examples that I'm
1: missing. Yeah. Ah. Uh, well, it's hard because you can go from. I feel like now more than ever, you can go from being a you know underground artist to everybody knowing you very very quickly now you know i mean all it would take is you know you pop off once on soundcloud and then everybody follows your instagram and then boom mm-hmm. you release an ep and then you know you're off and running and, and obviously um i i don't i don't say that to to detract from the effort that goes into you know obviously creating music that relates to people but um i just you know things happen now in such a quick way that you know I I think the people that are really out there, you know, 10 years, 10 years gone down the road, you know, plugging away, it's like your chances of hearing them are so slim at this point, just because how do do you get through? How do you break through the brick wall? And that's, it's interesting. And, and, you know, that's, that's something that like, oddly enough, gets me sad as a fan of music, like all of the good bands that are out there and all of the incredible art that I'm just not going to discover you know? Yeah, that
0: people, people aren't ready for. People can't like, kind of recognize because of the way the music scene is shaped. Like, it's yeah. just kind of hard. Sometimes people, like, shut it off because it's just not. Yeah, yeah. I, I think about that a lot, too. I'm like, there are so many bands that, like, should be really good. And, well, I mean, statistically
1: there's a chance that a band that could be my favorite band is a band that I'll never hear. You know, because, yeah. I mean, they could be somewhere tucked away and in england or something you know playing the local local circuit and you just don't hear about them you know um it is weird to think about i feel like there's a really
0: good example of like someone in the 90s that like is should have been in the 2000s i don't know i'm like struggling but yeah. alas i it was a it was a good it was a good attempt i feel like we we're really on to something but i'll have to come back i've
1: yeah yeah it totally is and 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 also too you know when you create that art you know based off of you know who it's released to and who hears it and you know the time and place that that happens and I mean it's totally up to you know the the listeners you know for their interpretation and somebody that's like really really adamant about that and, and has said that a lot in interviews is Mark Lanigan uh you know he's said a lot before that um you know Once I put my music out there, like, you know, I don't like to, you know, prescribe, you know, meaning to it um, because it's whatever you want. And he was doing a uh, um, kind of like a Twitter listen along, you know, probably around this time last year for um, for his album, uh, Straight Songs of Sorrow. And and he tweeted, he was like, I hate to say what the words are about to any tune, um, you know, but by all means, if you connect to these words, they're yours. Yeah. And I and I and I definitely I, I think like with that. any art you know you can't you can't dictate how other people are going to receive it you know it's you you present it and then people run with it in whatever way they want you know it's a high high stakes game.
0: It's a very yeah it's a very like community way to view music or like humanitarian or something like or yeah I mean you you let the you let the listener own it and kind of understand yeah it's like you're both. You're both producing and you're both consuming almost. It's kind of yeah. cool,
1: and that's why here we are, 30 years later, owning slaves and bulldozers because there's that's no true. more rides for free, Ethan.
0: No more rides for free. That's exactly right. And this ride ain't free. And if you want to, if you want, if you want <laughs> to support us. Yeah, there's there's no rides for free. I mean, <laughs> I know that you guys think that we're out here killing it. We're not quite there yet.
1: We want to, oh. but we're not quite there yet. So it does not cost uh, zero dollars to, to make so this if you, happen. Yes,
0: if you had fun listening to talk about uh, Soup Season and then segue into Soundgarden and then segue into uh, Mumford and Sons and Billie Eilish, I dare you to subscribe at some at some level whether that be to the Instagram page, to the YouTube, to the Spotify, because uh, we love that. And, yeah, leave us a comment, whatever you want to do.
1: Absolutely. that's uh, That would be fantastic. You know, you got to bleed your heart out because every word we said is what we mean. Uh, that's and right. with that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll right into my song of the week as we wrap things up here. And my song Let's of the week it. is Slaves and Bulldozers by Soundgarden, and I don't have to say I anything else about it. Chris, you know, my song of the week is also
0: is. "Slaves and Bulldozers" from South yeah. <laughs> And you know what? <laughs> that's all there You can is to put, it. you can put the same song on the playlist twice, and I'm doing it. That song is going to yep. be on the, on the playlist twice. So you have two chances to listen to it. If you're playing shuffle, you might just get them back to back. And if yeah. you do,
1: it's a good it's a good day. Yeah, that's a treat. That'll be fantastic. So you know that's that's just kind of the way the things first, go. The first it's double the first song repeat of the week, Fender and it happened. It <laughs> happened simultaneously.
0: The first time we both chose the uh, the same one. We've chosen the same band before, yes, um, but not but the same song. This is the song. first time
1: the same song. It feels so right. This is, this is a big occasion. But honestly, if it had to be any song, you know, chances are it was going to be from from sound the Knights of the Sound Table. <laughs>
0: oh man any any last words Chris anybody anything you'd like to say for the people
1: no not not much uh, you know I, 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 I don't know that's the weird thing you know with these with this renaissance of Soundgarden you know in my life and in your life you never know how long it's gonna last but I, I'm, yeah. I'm still in the wave right now I, I listen to them a lot today and you know I anticipate I'll listen to them a lot tomorrow, but who knows, yeah. you know, so you just enjoy it when you enjoy it, when it's here and you enjoy the newness while it feels new.
0: Absolutely. Maybe, maybe we'll still be Soundgarden Bible when this releases, that'll be our, that'll be the episode title. Yeah, and, we'll uh, see.
1: That'll, that's a couple days away now. So that's, uh, you know, we will see, but, uh, you know, for everybody that's listening, you now, uh, you now understand why we have decided to change our name, but it's important.
0: They've been mystified.
1: They have been mystified. Oh,
0: Chris, it's been a pleasure uh, talking with you. Shout out to Drew. Thank you for uh, doing us a solid and editing this each week. And uh, we'll be back next week for another episode. Actually, we got some interviews coming down the pipe. We do. Uh, we're
1: working on interviews, finally. I know, we're I, I know a everybody's, half a year in, and we're doing it.
0: Everybody's holding their breath, but we actually have some really great people that we're lining up. And uh, I think we're both pretty... Uh, pretty stoked about that. So. And
1: the fact that we just mentioned it on air means we can't chicken out and we have to follow yep. through on this. E- exa- so. Exactly why we did it. Yeah. Yep. So it's coming. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy that when the time comes, when we have our, uh, our, our series of guests, uh, beginning to make their way through the, uh, the virtual grunge Bible studio. But until that day comes, I hope everybody continues to do well. Uh, be good to everybody that you come across, listen to some music, uh, support the show if you want. And, uh, Other than that, just take it easy.
0: Yeah, listen to some Soundgarden. Right on. All right, Chris. I will see you next week. Rock and roll. Thank you, everybody.
1: Take care, everybody. See you later. Here's my notification. My time yes. to leave. <laughs> <laughs> you are free to go at any time. <laughs> it's like, you, <laughs> am I being detained or am I free to go? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. Stick to the then,
1: script. I'm gonna, can you re- <laughs> can you re- not discussing the day. Can you recite day.
0: the script? If a cop pulls you over, yeah, what,
1: what's the script? You know what, though? Like Today is actually one of those days where, like, I'm not discussing my day. I'm not discussing my day. (laughs) You know? I I don't know. Like, you know, like you get home sometimes and like whether you're texting somebody, you call somebody or whatever, like you're the exception of this, obviously, but like people want to bullshit with you about your day and you're like, I, I really don't feel like discussing it, you know? Oh, oh, absolutely. And not because I'm trying to hide anything, but just because (laughs) it's not that interesting. I don't feel like wasting the energy (laughs) or the breath.
0: Yeah i i totally get it it's, i get because because we like to talk on the phone a lot but then yeah. there's sometimes where you just can't and dude talking I do on the this phone with, is
1: exhausting
0: like i i have to say <clears throat> i i turned down i have to turn down my brother my brother calls me oh I, I, just, I, turned like, down, I turned I down <laughs> and then i time. also i also our our sound guy our engineer drew he calls me and he's three hours right. behind so he calls me and it's like 11 o'clock yeah. And I'm just like I cannot do this again. Yeah, you know, you know, <laughs> just who's like the,
1: who's who's done that to me before. Sorry, Drew.
0: <laughs> sorry, Drew. But you know, when you sometimes you call me and you I'm you just gotta like your losses not, eventually.
1: You know, uh, you I'm know like, who's notorious for doing that to me, Ethan.